This episode of the Secrets to Success podcast is brought to you by our very own Grind Gear, the gear that puts your grind in motion. Use the promo code S2S10 to save 10% on your next purchase. That's S, the number 2S, 10, to save 10% on your next purchase. Today's show is also brought to you by Organifi, the best tasting green blend on the market. They're cold processed, guys, to retain all of the nutrients. And if you're looking to fill all the nutritional gaps and buffer out that new stress that your body has to deal with on a daily basis, check out Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the promo code SUCCESS to save 20% on your order. And now to today's show. I wake up every single day. I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ. Joined, as always, by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. What's going on? What it do, y'all? And Dr. Douglas Eric the Thurgood Thomas. <laughs> Thurgood. What you know what is saying? going Thurgood down, my brothers? Blessed, man. Blessed. Somebody talk to me. E, where e, you still in the A? Uh, uh, for a few, for a few. Headed happy to birthday, Syracuse. man. Happy birthday. Let's get that out the uh, way. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's cute to Stevie Wonder. Happy birthday music. How you feeling, cute. man? What you, uh, 39, huh? Yeah, yeah, strong. <laughs> Rounding out some 30s. Strong. Rounding out some 30s. Did you, did you get a drink now that you're legal, E? Yeah, nah, tell us man. about it, man. Let me man. tell you something. I drank a little water. I, I, I had the best birthday probably of my life. I stayed in my room the entire day. <laughs> you know, it's been a long 32 days, 34 days for me. I probably worked harder in the month of August of 2018 than I've ever worked. So, uh, yeah, man, I just, for the most part, I ain't going to say the most part, the whole day. I just stayed in my room, watched a little tennis, caught some uh, highlights of... um. Um, college football. I don't know if it's just me, but it just seemed like this year they pumped up. It's just football just got pumped up, college football like no other. So I caught a couple um, replays and yeah, literally just chilled out, slept a couple times. I woke up like, yo, was I that tired? So uh, yeah, got some uh, much uh, much re- uh, needed rest. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, shout out to everybody for coming out to the Saving 7000. Yes. That was yes. dope, man. We uh, definitely appreciate everyone coming out, opening the checkbooks, the wallets, and uh, helping us with the Saving 7000 campaign, man, and, and also celebrating E's birthday with the Chick-fil-A. Shout out to Chick-fil-A for you sponsoring the event. Shout out. Bro, it was some what extra I, chicken what, sandwiches. What? I had like eight of them in the fridge. <laughs> oh man! I what? promise you, you popped them. That's how you know Chick Fil A good. You could, I popped it in the uh, in the uh, microwave the next day, and it was still good. Yeah. I was like, man. Yeah, I don't know if any other bro. fast food place you could do that. Toss it in the no, next no. day. Yeah, Not the same. It's cool down. It's a wrap. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, no, nah, man. So anyway, Carl, what uh, what you were down here for like thirty seconds, and then you 30 left. Quick so. ones. Talk to us. How's uh, Jordan still uh, doing calculus? <laughs> hey, no, I literally do. So I flew back from Atlanta Sunday morning. I'm talking about I got home. So I did Grand Rapids East. So you know, that's like a hop, skip, and a jump. Way sweeter. So I got home. My flight was what? What I left there? Like 10-something, 11. I got home 12.30. Um, 
drove down here. I ain't gonna lie, I sped a little bit. We got home, see, and my wife had plans up to up to Boy Mountain Resorts, the water park up there. So I'm talking about got home, dropped stuff, grabbed swimming shorts, turned around, I drove right up there. Spent um, the holiday up there, man, and just had a blast with the family. My, like, I, pr- I promise y'all, I just, I just, like, y'all didn't see me respond yesterday. I literally just looked at my phone. I was walking through the door. I had a chiropractor appointment. And I was like, oh, snap. I missed all the messages yesterday. I was like, oh, we doing the podcast? Like, now. And I saw it, like, 9 o'clock. Y'all, you had texted, like, 8.30. I didn't even see that. Oh, joke you didn't until, see it last night. I didn't see nothing, bro, until just now. I called the chiropractor. Okay, like, oh, my bad. I got something else to do. But yeah, no, man, we just had, I'm talking about a blast yesterday. Jordan is, and you know it, see, they, I don't know how it worked, bro. They do not have an off button. My man was running from the time we got into the water park from, we got in there like 10, 10, 11 o'clock that morning. We left there like five, and my man was nonstop. I'm talking about nonstop, up, down. Jesse took a moment. She like, look, I'm sleepy. She would have nap for 30, but he was just going, man. And, you know, we just had a blast as a family, man. Just some good times, bunch of photos, just, just enjoyed it. Yeah, no, hopefully everybody had a good holiday weekend, man. It was definitely turned up over here for uh, at least a couple days. Uh, We had the Downs family in town, so that was dope. And then, uh, of course, Josh and Jamal squads were down here as well, man. So, you know, barbecue, turn up, you know, nothing nothing crazy. Um, (laughs) But, uh, man, let me tell you something. We had, of course, you know, everybody was in the pool, and Trey is... Almost Michael Phelps in that joint mm, right now. He ready? Is he ready? Bro, it's crazy. Like, you know what? What's so funny about it though? I told y'all back last time on the podcast. Like, I was tripping a little bit when, you know, my man was so aggressive with him. I'm like, yo, he's four. Like, chill out. And I promise you, this, you know, no joke. When I tell you he's swimming the length of the pool, like no uh, problem. I'm talking about swimming the length see? of the pool and back. And is four, it like a month? Five, I think it's four sessions, maybe five. Wow. I don't wanna, you know what I'm saying? But no more than five sessions. He's swimming all the way to the deep end, all the way back. No floaties ever. He likes like floating on his back. He likes spinning underwater, the whole thing. And you know what's crazy? I was sitting there and I was like, yo, this is like a little microcosm of life for real. Hmm. Because I swear, I did not like the fact that my man was going in. But everything that you want for yourself or, you know what I'm saying, that feels good ain't necessarily always good. And so it was funny because, you know, Candace and I were uh, out of town for some of the, you know, last week or whatever. And my mom was there and she was like, oh, I had to go in the house. Like, I couldn't even watch him talk to him <laughs> like that. And he was being way too aggressive and this and that. And I'm like, yo, it works. And then I thought about human beings and I'm like, yo, we are so like risk averse when it comes to like our feelings Mm. and things like that. But I'm like, man, sometimes that's the thing that's going to take you over the edge. Like I was two seconds from telling my man, like, yo, quit hollering at my son like that. You know what I mean? And then like Mm -hmm. what? Bring somebody in here who was going to make him feel good and he'd be stuck on the side of the pool. Or I could bring somebody in who's going to let him know what's up. And now he's swimming back and forth in the pool. And I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, knock on wood, of course, you know what I'm saying? Like, but we got a pool in the backyard. Like, I've never had a pool. I didn't grow up with a pool in the house. Like, I worry about my kids being able to swim. You know what I'm saying? Like, they go out the door like, yo, that is so funny because I asked somebody, um, you know, who was like a certified swim instructor, whatever. And I was like, man, should we put a gate up? Should we put a fence? Should we put this, that, this? And they were like, yo. You want to know the best way to do it? Teach your kids Teach how to how swim, swim. doggone it. Like, mm-hmm. they need to know how to swim. Mm-hmm. And so now Avery's doing well. Trey's swimming back and forth. I mean, he, Carl, 
You were over here when we first got the house. Yeah. He was yeah. barely even like, he wouldn't even let me go in the water. Yeah. Bruh, he jumping off the ledge, cannonballing, swimming to wow. the side. Like, I'm talking about no problem in four or five lessons. And I'm like, wow, like, yo, you, you so protective of not only his feelings, but your feelings. Because let's be real, when my man was going in on him, it wasn't even really about Trey. It was about me. Like, hold up, mm -hmm. bro, I'm grown. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my son. Like, you got me feeling some kind of way. And E, for one second, I started to be like, yo, chill out. You know what I'm saying? You could leave. You can keep your money, get up out my pool. And, you know, like I said, something told me, like, nah, see, like, yo, he the expert. Let him do what he's got to do. And now I swear, like, yo, to watch Trey go to that next level. And then I was just thinking about humans crawling. I'm like, yo, we get information, mm -hmm. right? We mm -hmm. get information. And if it's not in the way we want to receive it, if it's not in the time span that we want to receive it, if it doesn't feel as good as we hoped it did, mm. we just shut it down and go, nope, it's not for me because they're not telling me the way I want to tell. You know what I mean? So I don't know if y'all got e Carl add anything to that, but I'm looking at this whole situation with Trey, and I, I got to, maybe we'll post a video, but my man goes in. Like, everybody, <laughs> I sent it to the group check. Everybody gets weak, but my man is like, I mean, he like a big dude and like he got a loud voice and he goes in. But at the same time, sometimes don't we need that tough love? Sometimes don't we need to be pushed? And how come people don't want to be pushed even if it's good for them? Hey, I'm, I'm going to say it like this, see, and, and not to be funny, but my wife, my niece both grew up in Barbados and can't swim. And, mm. and the, here's, the, here's the kicker for me that what I'm hearing out of the whole thing. You doing it with Trey, what's Trey, four or five? He's four, right? Four, yeah. Trey, four years old. You're doing it at four years old. I'm telling you, I was we up the water park yesterday. My niece is asking me how to swim. And I'm telling her, bro, it ain't, swimming is not deep. The instructions are not deep at all. This is how you move your hands. This is how you move your feet. But mm -hmm. if you don't get it at four, now you're 21. My niece 21. My wife yeah. is 38. And it's so much harder. To, the, like you just mm -hmm. said, the information ain't deep, bro. The information mm -hmm. is this simple. But because you didn't take the time or, you know, you weren't in a position to absorb it or whatever, the, pro the process, you know, whatever it is, because you didn't get to do it then, now you may never get it. Or it's that much more difficult 20, you know, 10 years, 20 years later because you didn't deal with it head on when you were that young. So that, I, that's what I'm hearing out of this. Like you're talking about four sessions. I got people 30 plus years old still struggling with the same challenge. And I'm, I ain't talking about swimming. It's the same right. challenge you're struggling with 30 years later because you just didn't deal with it head on in an aggressive manner. That's the key. Like, what's he saying? In an aggressive manner, just get it out. Now you're stuck with these problems that you might pass on to your kids and the, and the kids, you know what I'm saying, grandkids, because you didn't deal with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, and think about it, just our whole lives, Carl. You get a you get a professor that's known for being hard. What do you do? You yeah. try to drop the class. Oh, let me get somebody else. You know what I'm else, saying? Yeah. Like, you get a coach who, you know, push you too hard. You're like, yo, I'm about to quit the team. You get, you mm. know what I'm saying? Like, whether it's good for you or not, and I'm saying, how do we get to that point where we receive information and apply information, even if it's not from the exact same source that we want, right? Like, you don't always right. have to have, like, you've grown now, doggone it. Like, yeah. we don't have to put the medicine in the applesauce. And I think some people, like, even as a grown person, you're still looking for somebody to give it to you in a way that feels so good to you because mm. you're so soft and your feelings get hurt so bad. And so, E, talk about that from a feelings versus principle standpoint and also from the standpoint of you push pretty hard 
as, you know, a, a speaker, as a motivator, as, you know, a, a, a shepherd, if you will, you push hard. How do you find that balance between pushing hard and, and taking people to that next level and hoping they don't shut down and cry it out and, and turn into a puddle on the floor? Yeah, I'll be real, man. I don't, I, I'm, I'm at a point in my life where I, I don't know, bro. I'm just going to be real. Like, I, I, I don't want to be fake. Uh, but I, I, I just feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm giving out the information and it's just a group and it's nothing against them, but they just not going to get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I look at people who, you know, um, receive information a little better. And I think, you know, and they didn't have nothing to do with it, but it's like you grew up in an environment. You know, I hear you talk about an adult. What's an adult, bro? Like, you know, an adult is only uh, uh, is age, but if you grew up and everything around you was soft, when you become 30, 32, 40, and nothing changes, you, you're just getting older. You're, you're, the, you're the same individual. And so for a lot of people, it's not mm, um, to their discredit. Say that again. Say that again. Mm. I want to make sure people catch that because you, you, went, you went over that pretty quick. You're saying that as a, an 18, 19-year-old at 41, you're saying if you don't do any work on yourself. I'm yeah, you're assuming. the same person. Yeah, you're the same person. Mm. You're not. And I, and I think, I, I, let me not but put But you're not the same person you were at that age. Well, I, I'm not the same person because I'm about professional development. Right, You know what I'm right. saying? Every okay, day I wake I'm up. I'm, yeah, every day I wake up, I'm like, yo, E, you need to get better, bro, or, or be extinct or die. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't, we, don't, we don't live in a society where because I was one of the best motivational speakers six years ago that by, I'm just going to wake up and automatically, right, you know, and I right. said it the other day, my, my wife is not going to be pleased with the stuff that we was doing, you know, the, the, the coaching call on Sunday, coaching with ET. My wife ain't going to be pleased with the stuff I bought her. You know, I bought her coach when I was 15, 16. She don't still want coach. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, for me, you got to get better. And I just think for a lot of people, and again, this is not to your discredit, you know, and it doesn't make you a bad person. You're just going to have to decide, you know, what you want your future to be. But if you've grown up in environments where, and I, bro, like I said, like, I see it every day, bro. I was I was with somebody recently and, you know, their kid was jumping on tables and throwing stuff at them and telling them no. And I'm like, yo, we just in a society where oh, I used angry? to think I'm it sorry. was. I yeah, <laughs> it was I, I, I'm being real. I I'm being real, bro. I, I, and, and I get it. Like, for real, I'm not, I'm not judging nobody. I get it. Like, I think what happened, see, was, you know, generations ago, our parents, because the stakes were so high, like you look at an Emmett Till situation, no, no and doubt. you got to understand, that's yeah. what my grandma was on that. Like, yeah. my gra like, my grandma was alive during that, and so it's like, you do something inappropriate, you could lose your life. So for my grandma and my mom watching my grandma, they're on that, you run out in the street, you get hit. Like, that's mm -hmm. what they was on. And so mm -hmm. I get it. This generation is like, y'all was over the top. You feel me? But I'm, mm -hmm. I'm literally looking at kids like, it's like, yo, you you controlling your like you you it's like you, you controlling your parent. Like this ain't it, it's not even a point where it's like you don't want to hurt hurt their feelings right. no more. It's like they saying, no, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. And so our children in this society, like the further we get away from, you know, my grandma them era, it's a thing of you don't want your kid to be uncomfortable. You don't want them to get hurt. You don't want them to. And so then people grow up like that. They, they, and, and I've seen it where you might have in one house, you might have had one child that people revered 
and they gave them, you know, the hookup. And then the other child, they might have been a little bit more tougher on. And then when they grow up, you see that one person who just spoiled. They can't they can't get out of a plastic bag. But then that other kid is able to get out of that plastic bag. Why? Because they weren't spoiled like the other one was. Like they 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 weren't whatever. So for me, see, I, I just feel like I'm giving out the information and those people who have been raised, you know, if you will, by people who were stern, like my mom, I told y'all, my mom wasn't, like my mom wasn't on that. Oh, the teacher, Jalen, I mean, Eric couldn't have done wrong in the classroom. My mom was like, yo, I know my son, <laughs> my man in there clowning, let me come up there and handle my business. When I got caught stealing from the mall and the police came to the house, my mom wasn't, oh no, that's my son. And I just find, and again, hear what I'm saying, guys, people who spoil people when they young, they do it when they old. Like, I still, like, I, I told a story, see, about D coming to me like, yo, your sermons is whack. Like, you ain't been reading, have you? And I'm like, no, nah, not really. She's like, yeah, I could tell. And some people would be like, yo, that's disrespectful. But you got other people who, like, they can't do no wrong. They, they spouse ain't going to never say none of them. You know, they, they mom ain't going to never say none of them. They daddy ain't going to never say none of them. And, and like you said, see, that's a good place to be in. Like, you never get challenged. That's a wonderful place, bro. That feel ultra good. I'm sure, like, I'm sure you feeling like on cloud nine on a rig. But in terms of your development, you know, um, I spoke recently and Tum Tum was like, yo, E, I ain't never heard you come like that before. And then Didi came up to me and was like, oh, I can tell you reading again. So do I want my <laughs> wife to come to me and challenge me on my profession? Absolutely not. But I'm going to stay one of the top motivational speakers in the world if I have people in my life who are not afraid to challenge me, you know what I'm saying, and push me. So, I, it, bro, I don't know how to answer your question, but I just feel like people who grew up with parents who don't want to chastise them, they grow up, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they grew up like almost resisting people who are in their lives who push them because that's not what they're used to. That's not what they're accustomed to. So if, yeah, if and you, I think, you know, in some of that, that, that conflict or those feelings, like it was funny because he, I, I'm sure you've heard you, he's probably said it on the podcast before, but I know you say it sometimes when we speaking, but like we would get into it. Like back in the day, everybody always looks at what we got on now. I, I <laughs> wish we had a camera on some of these conversations back in the day. <laughs> E and I would be at each other's neck. I'm talking about like not cussing because E don't cuss. And I try not to cuss when one with E. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I was like, we would get into it and then it'd be like over with. We'd be like, all right, we'll kind of come to some type of resolution. But, you know, we were still like, all right, there's a little tension in the room. And I'd be like, all right, cool, man. Give me a hug. Let's go eat. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. E used to be looking like, yo, What? Like, yo, get away from me. I'm like, dog, how long are you going to be mad about this? Like, yo, that was like two hours ago. And so I think, like, the your, our ability to handle conflict or things that hurt our feelings but still understand that it's best for us. You know, and it's crazy because, like, it's the same thing with, like, everything we do, right? Because we know, like, we have the information, yet we're unable to apply it for some reason, right? Because, it, the, because maybe the reason is that it doesn't feel good to us. So for instance, my neighbors were over here. They came by um, for the barbecue, right? My neighbors are, you saw my neighbor, my man about 6'5", maybe about 275, Carl, of like, mm -hmm. oh, you saw him too, Carl, yeah, didn't I saw you? Him. Yep. Yep. I'm yeah, talking yeah. about pure, my man looked like Incredible uh, Hulk, right? 
Of course, him and his wife are both trainers. My man, they, I'm talking about Diesel. Like you wouldn't believe, and his wife. And they were over here the other day during the uh, barbecue. Of course, you know, they come over, they looking like that. Everybody like, oh my God, what do you do? How, how do you do it? And my man was like, yo, we uh, do all our meal prep on Sunday. So we for the whole week, we got, he cooked like 20 pounds of chicken. and Just, I don't even know, bro. Just crazy. He's like, I eat six times a day. This, 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 this. And my man laying this whole strategy out to a whole room full of chunky people. And I'm sitting here looking like, ain't hey, man, one of y'all about to apply none of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got my, you wasting my man time, yeah. including myself. Hello, I'm yeah. not even trying to throw nobody under the bus. I'm not getting ready to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, not at this point in my life. But I'm sitting here like, wow, my man is literally giving you the blueprint to how to get your life right. My man like, yo, mm. I'm talking about, he tell you the ounces of chicken he's eating. I eat eight ounces of chicken at this time, eight ounces at the, he's like for the whole week. So I had no guesswork. So you know you should be meal prepping, right? Nine times out of 10 when I'm eating bad, like when I'm just eating some bull crap, it's because I haven't thought it out, right? Mm -hmm. Like I just wake up, kids running around everywhere. Oh shoot, we gotta go here, I gotta run here, then I got another errand to run, and then I'm boom, I'm by, you know what I'm saying, Chick-fil-A. Chick I'm smashing the Chick-fil-A spicy chicken, the fries, a little drink to go with it. If I meal prepped, I would prob probably be in a way sweeter position, but for whatever reason, I'm unwilling to take that information and apply it because it doesn't feel good because I don't mm. wanna know that I have to eat a chicken salad on Thursday at 1 p.m. on Sunday night. <laughs> I don't got nothing to look forward to. You feel me? So even when we have the inf in, like the information, excuse me, we still don't apply it or still are unwilling to apply it if it doesn't feel good to us. Mm. And so it's just crazy to watch. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah I won't even go past that. So I want to go with some of it. See, like I said, it's programmed. So if you are a child and every time you fall, your parents stop you mm -hmm. from falling or every time yeah. you get in a situation, yeah. they save you from that situation. You don't even know that you're being saved from it. Mm -mm. That, it just becomes the norm. Like, oh, I'm not supposed to fall. Apparently, I ain't supposed to fall because every time I'm about mm -hmm. to fall, my parents save me. So apparently, falling ain't good. You feel me? So it ain't even something that you, you, you know what I'm saying? It's not even something that you consciously are aware of. It's like you program to think, oh, okay, every time I get in a situation where, um, Let's just say, see, I'm at the spot. Like, in Avery, I know this Avery will be, I'm talking about trying to bust Trey upside the head, right? Mm -hmm. And you say, hey, don't, 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 you know, Trey, Trey, don't hit her back. You know what I'm saying? So you're teaching Trey, Trey, and I know what you're trying to do. You're like, yo, don't hit, don't hit girls. Like, that's what you're trying to teach my man. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't hit girls. But in his mind, we don't know what or he, like, we really don't know. the middle of the jet bridge. Yeah, you feel me? Like, we don't know what he's thinking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it took me a quick second. Or, or wrestle him to the ground with, for an SMU women's basketball. Oh, I'm talking about she be on his head. So I'm saying you don't know. You, you, I mean, you know what you're trying to teach him. We don't right. know everything that he's getting. And I'm laughing because, and not like laughing like it's funny, but I think about one of my little cousins that my auntie did that to. And my man grew up and for real got in an abusive relationship. His girl was laying mm. hands on him. And I used to be like, bruh. My man was like, he, I mean, like he could fight, but he was, I remember when we would be around each other, his brother would always fight me and like, seriously, but my other, my older cousin, like he wasn't into that. He was always protecting us, whatever. But then when he got married, he ended up getting into an abusive relationship where his girls laying wow. hand on him and he big. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't no little fella. But it's because some kind of way mm. when that was happening when he was younger, he was getting taught, you know, mm. whatever. So I'm saying even when C was like, you know, me and him would get into it, I wasn't even, like, conscious of, okay, we just got into it. Okay, I wasn't conscious of it. I just know that my greatest relationship in my life was my mom. So my mom would do it. Why? Because my mom and her sisters did it. Why? Yeah. Because my mom and my grandma did it. You know what I'm saying? So I went months without talking to my mom. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but C ain't my mom. So if, I, if I'm not going to talk to my mom after a heated argument, I'm just doing the CJ what I grew up doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we mm. get into it. Me and my mom ain't talking for a couple of weeks. We've gone months without talking. So for me, that's just the norm. Like, yo, when it escalate and get to this point, I'm not talking no more. Why? Not because I don't love you. I don't know what to talk about. You feel me? Like, I don't know what to say. So my daughter was saying to me yesterday, you seem like you had an attitude. I was like, I ain't got no attitude. But when I'm passionate, you say you getting too loud, you whatever. So I don't know what to say to you because I don't know how to talk to you without being passionate. So I'm, I'm in a quandary. I don't want to talk to you right, loud right, right. and then you pissed. And then mm-hmm. now we got bad memories. So I don't say nothing to you. And then if I don't say nothing to you, then you like, you got an attitude. attitude. So for yeah. me, so, so, so with me, with C, it was just like, yo, I don't know what to say at this point because whatever I say at, <laughs> at, at this point, I, I can't necessarily go from six to one. I'm like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, I, I, don't have the, I, don't, I don't have that skill set. So when C said to me, yo, E, just because we, got in, we don't agree, it don't mean we don't got to talk. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So what does that look like, though? Because I don't know what that looks like. You feel me? Like, you got to show me what that looks like. So what do we do? You, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, what do we do? And so she had to say, we could do this, we could do this, we could do that. And I'm not going to lie. I got to a point eventually where I could do it. But I swear to you, the first time he told me, I wasn't like, oh, that's how you do it. It might have taken six months. It might have taken seven months. So what I'm saying to those of you who don't like to hear information, like, you have to hear information, the truth. And look, I'm telling you all this because I want to help you. I don't know, though. My wife is a full-blown gorilla. My mom, when I grew up, my mom going to say whatever she want to say, how she want to say it. So I didn't really grow up with the soft, like, I don't have nobody in my house boy. that's laid back and sensitive. Like, I didn't grow up like that. I didn't, grow, I didn't grow up around sensitive people. They didn't really care about your feelings. So I can't, I can't intelligently speak to you those of you who've had people who are kind of laid back and, you know, mellow, you know, they mellow, mellow. I, I don't know that, but I am saying this to you dealing with C. Me, yeah, melancholy, I guess. But I will say what happened with me and C was I did say to myself, oh, there's another way. Oh, OK. Can you explain to me what that other way is? Oh, so I would say to you guys who have to get it a certain way, ask yourself, oh, is there another way to receive information? And is that way better? Is that, is that way going to give me better results than the way I'm getting it right now and what I'm doing? You know, am I getting the outcomes I want? If I'm not getting the outcomes I want, then how do I go about taking yeah. this harsh no, exactly. you know, way? It, yeah, and I think, I honestly think that, and I, I said it before, but it's a direct you know, result for me of having a great relationship with my father, right? Like my dad is... I wouldn't say he was tough on us by any means, like not in that kind of way. I didn't have that dad that was like whoop your butt at the drop of a dime, like at all. But when you got out of line, you were, you were going to catch that wood. So, but there was a balance of love and correction, right? So like 
My dad would whoop us, and you would be crying for a couple minutes. By the time you came back downstairs, he was like, all right, cool, I cooked y'all dinner, and we got to go to practice, and you know what I'm saying, we get some ice cream after practice. And so it was like, okay, like, conflict ain't, like, deadly to a relationship. Like, I never saw that. And so to E's point, we all get programmed, right? So somebody out there, E, who's listening, they've been programmed a certain way to receive information a certain way, so they're not able to apply that information to get to that next level in their job or lose that weight or get over that depression or whatever because they're not hearing the information. But like, it's so crazy and that's why I wanted to have this conversation because if you think about it, if you can only receive information one tiny little way, Hmm. the chances of you getting that perfect information on the perfect day from the perfect source and all, like you've (laughs) limited yourself so much and most people get stuck not because they can't get the information, but they can't get it the way they want it and they can't apply it. So what do you say to somebody who grew up a certain way where they don't process information like that and they've been taught you know, that if, if it comes like this, then disregard it and it's not true and they're stuck forever waiting on that like one golden silver uh, luck, nugget lining yeah, that's gonna right. come through and change their life. How did you reprogram yourself to say, okay, cool, I could have an argument with C and we can go to lunch an hour later. Me and D could get into it and I could be straight 10 minutes later as opposed to we got four or five days worth of beef going on. Like, How do you change the way in which you receive information and your willingness to apply that information and make your life better? Yeah, I, I, don't, know, I don't know that I'm ever willing to, you know what I'm saying? I don't know that I'm, if that's a good word, I'm ever willing to. I would say to you guys <laughs> that um, no it, it has to be what you're asking me to do has to prove to me that it's going to get me the outcomes I want mm. and it's going to help me to be better than where I am. So when you talk about meal prepping, bro, I'm just going to be real with you. I, I would never I would never meal prep. Like, you can't convince me to eat the same thing every day to look a, a certain way physical. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Right. You, you, you can't convince me to eat a certain kind of way to look a certain kind of way. I don't value it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't look at, um, I don't, I don't look at somebody who is like, you know, a certain physical structure. Like six I don't look pack. at that. Yeah, yeah. I don't look at a six pack and go, whoa. You know what I'm saying? I just don't. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with a six pack. I'm saying I don't. Now I might look at a a mother I Teresa. I do, and I still don't. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm saying like, I'm being real. Still ain't willing yeah, to I'm do being it. But real. it is impressive. Yeah, yeah I, I'm being real. There's no human that looks at something as seriously as impressive and doesn't change. Like you might look at something and admire it, but if you really wanted it, we humans. If you really wanted it as a human, mm. you had the capacity to go get it. Mm. So when somebody say they want to be a millionaire, I caution you. Do you mm. want what somebody else has or do you really want to be a millionaire? Like, Whoa. or do you see somebody and you like, yo, I like, I like see life, mm. but like you ain't really trying to do that though. You feel me? Like it, it does look cute to you. Like, oh, I like that, but you ain't trying to do it. Whereas there's things that we see and we can't go to, like you can't rest without it. You feel me? Like you will see certain things and you'll be like, yo, I gotta, bruh, I gotta live that life or I gotta have that shirt. Where you get that from? And so for me, with, with my relationship, I really enjoyed you know, when me and Didi are, um, what's the word, marital bliss, or when me and C were on one accord, the things that it would produce, I really loved that. And when and when we didn't, me and Didi weren't talking, or me and C, or I shouldn't say me and C, I wasn't willing to, you know, not do whatever, I didn't like that feeling as much as I liked the feeling when we was on one accord. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You feel me? So then I had to say to myself, or the results, okay, see, both. Put the yeah, two I didn't together. like the results. So I was like, yo, I got to make some changes. Where, like I said, when it comes to my my body shape, bro, as long as I'm a certain weight, as long as my gut ain't sticking out, I ain't, bro. I like to eat for taste. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> I may not. Um, I, I this last week, you know, I didn't really eat a lot because I wasn't, you know, emotionally where I wanted to be. I didn't really feel like, like I didn't have the energy to exercise, some other stuff yeah. going on in my mind. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm in Atlanta. I didn't eat nothing but an egg sandwich. Like, so I wasn't smashing. I didn't have no cake for my birthday. I didn't eat no ice cream. You know, so, I'm, so I, I, I don't want to lie to y'all and make y'all feel like, okay, he don't have no discipline because I do. But if I'm working out and I'm handling my business, I'm running, I'm walking, I'm not about to sit down and eat no same piece of chicken every day no, and broccoli. <laughs> like, that's just not my swag. I would rather not have the body now. But when it comes to spiritual, I'm not going to make no sacrifices on the spiritual boy because there are times where somebody might have cancer and I need to pray for them and I need to be able to pray in power. Or I might ask God for it to stop raining because we have a program. So I'm not willing to compromise that. But when it comes to eating chicken and broccoli every day, that's not something I'm going to get down with. So to C's point, you really, to me, you only change when you really feel like this is life or death. So for those of you who can't take but you information. Got people who like, so, so you got people who seriously obese and they know it's life or death. And they, you know uh, what I'm saying? So yeah, for that, us, maybe yeah. not. What right? does that because mean, though, of where we are in our weight or whatever, in our health, yeah. whatever. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. Everybody could be, you know what I'm saying, one doctor visit away from whatever. But I'm saying somebody who's obese, E, you saying they don't want to they don't want, lose they that don't, weight? Bro. They don't, bro. They don't. I, and here's what I mean by it. I don't know. I know people, bro, who went to the hospital like multiple times because they were obese, had to have surgery, had to whatever. They, they still cooking fried chicken. You think they, were, they wanted to go through all of that? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. When you say want to go through it, what do you, what do you mean when you say that? Well, I'm saying, obviously, it? if you're going through surgeries, you're going through the hell, the yeah. pain, the embarrassment, yeah. your body hurt, you yeah. don't want to go out in public, all of that. They don't want that. They want to be thin. They want to be healthy, right? Uh, no, and so why would, so in that situation, <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying? I'm, here's what I'm telling you. You 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 can't want both things with mm. with the great with the with the greatest mm-hmm. uh, level. You know what I'm saying? Like like yeah, you might want to live, but you might want fried chicken and macaroni and cheese more than you want to live. Than you That's want what to I'm live. saying. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. Because you got mm. an option, and the option is I can stop eating like this and live, or it's hmm. I do want to see my family, and I do want to, but I can't stop eating macaroni and cheese. I can't stop eating fried foods. I can't stop eating it. Bruh, it, 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 it is what it is. And so that's all I'm saying is that we always change when we really want to change. When so, we don't so, want to change. Go ahead. You huh? finish it. No, go ahead. No, no, I, that's it. I was just going to say, so is it as simple? Because I, I don't want to like make it real. Like, yeah, I'm really trying to hear what you're saying. So all you're telling me is it's a bottom line, just a, a decision I got to make. And I don't want to oversimplify, but that's all it is. It's I got to decide if I'm going here or if I'm going here. That's what you're saying to me. It's a it's a it's a decision. It's the, and I don't want to simplify it to like you know what I'm saying. A, you right, know, that, decision, right. Not but to nullify, right? I know what you're trying to say. You're right because sometimes it takes a life altering event. Think about it right now. It might be somebody who semi obese, whatever they you know doing their thing, and they had a heart attack today. Tomorrow right. they're on the treadmill. Tomorrow yeah. they yeah. eat broccoli and salad, uh-huh. and you know I mean I saw having the, you know one of my uh, closer 
they friends who had a heart attack, smoking cigarettes the whole night. I'm talking about a heart attack, ain't seen a cigarette. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm. oh, okay, you had to get that wake-up call, and it's crazy because, you know, I'm trying to live my life ahead of the wake-up call, if Absolutely. you will. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. I ain't perfect, but I'm like, yo, okay, don't get the call for diabetes before you try to work out. Don't try to get the call saying you about to have a stroke or your blood pressure too high. You know what I'm saying? Like, get on top of it as much as possible. However, there are those life-changing events, mm. Ian. Do you think that some people just have to hit that wall in order to make a change? Or do you think that it's people can make that change without that oh, necessarily you can, you can do it without the wall. Event. Yeah, yeah, you could do it without, why? Because the wall didn't make you change. It's your perception of the wall that made you change. You feel me? So I missed if that. You, I, go back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slow down, slow yeah. down with that. So, 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 I, so I get up every day and say, yo, I'm on the road, bro. I'm, I'm all over the place. My wife could eat. We, although our marriage is phenomenal, it is also the most vulnerable it's ever been before. You feel what I'm saying? Like we 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 flirting with divorce. You know, and I say that because the the more successful you are, you know, uh, our children are grown and their needs are different, bruh. We 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 are a week away from me putting too much time. I'm on the phone too much. I got too many doggone calls. E T A B B U uh, coaches call. That's too E-B-B. much calls. You, you know what I'm saying? It's, it, we, I got so many calls. I got so many opportunities. I got to say no to opportunities. I could be working. I'm be, being a, one of the top motivational speakers in the world. I could be going all the time, and my wife sitting in a hotel by herself. That she's susceptible to, like she's a she she has needs, and so it's like my man going 24 seven. So the balance is out of this world. You feel me? So I have to wake up every day and not wait for Didi to go. Um, um, I'm so, I'm with somebody else or somebody else is trying to get him out. Bro, I got to wake up every day and not wait for something to happen. I got to wake up every day and say like, yo, E, today is the day that somebody can come in and just take your relationship from you because you doggone too busy. You ain't got time for your wife, you know, whatever. Like she retired, you ain't retired, you still working. So I got to wake up every day and create that. So you can either create it because it's real. Somebody, uh, yeah. you just making up stuff. Yeah. I'm not making up stuff. I can tell you, I can give you a million ex- examples of men or women who were successful in their career and their sex- successful career cost them their marriage or their successful um, career cost them their relationship with their kids or their successful career cost them their lives. So I wake up every day yeah, looking can at the reality. Yeah, but can't your broke career also cost you your marriage? Absolutely, yeah, all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so saying all of that just ain't my reality. is mediocrity, yeah. y'all. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> Don't I'm just get saying, see, yeah. you know what yeah, I'm saying? just saying that's not my that's not my reality right now. But, you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do not go too high. Hey, no wonder yeah. me and Carl are so sweet in our marriages right now. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. is the key to a happy marriage. You ain't at the Motel 6, but you ain't at the Ritz. Hey, my insider can't steal my girl. I'm great. I ain't got yeah, no insider. I promise you he can't. I promise you. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Right. There, wow. there are people who, who wake up. Rich people They problems. wake up like that. Yeah, there are people who wake up like that, who hmm. wait until something happens before they wait for their girl to get pissed or they wait for their girl to have to call and say, I can't take this no more before they change their marriage. So the, you feel hey, me? See, so it go back, it go back to your nightmare. See, remember the story you used to tell the nightmare. Mm-hmm. And and what up so I'll give y'all, so I'm driving today, we're taking Jordan to school. And literally, this the this the news, the news thing that come on. It says, um, uh 
37-year-old professor at MSU lost his life yesterday in an accident on the 127. I told y'all I went wow. north yesterday on the 127, coming back home on the 127. 37-year-old, Tamisha's 38. 37-year-old professor at MSU died in a car accident yesterday. Bro, that had nothing to do with me, but it had everything to do with me. I, I made that sucker up so real. Like, like, yo, we were on the exact same highway yesterday. My wife yeah. is teaching at MSU. She's a professor. She's a year different. Like, yo, that could easily be, you know, my, my wife. So I'm not going to let, like, I'm going to make that story real for me. Like, yo, this could happen. So I heard that, and that was like the jolt. So I'm, what I'm trying to tell people is, yo, find whatever jolt you need. You know what I'm saying? Like, take it from anything, dog, on it. You look around, and a, a flower look like it's about to die. Shoot, this could be my relationship. Shoot, this could be, you know, whatever. Like, take whatever you need to give you the jolt. Because I, I guarantee y'all today is going to be a little different than if I did, had not heard that. If Somebody you know helped me with the quote, though, the, uh, uh, a wise man or uh, something. A, a smart man learns from uh, his own mistakes. A wise man learns oh, yeah. from the mistakes yeah, of others, others or something others like that. Something like exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, you're 100% right. Like, that is the formula. Can we learn from others? And I think, man, that's the one thing that I think can be so frustrating with, like, parenting, right? Because, like, you literally want to take it to the next level, and it's like, you tell your kids, like, all right, cool, that stove hot, that stove hot, that fire burn. Your kids still be like, hold on, let me check that. And you're like, I just yeah. doggone told you. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, the, the other thing, as, as we kind of close up this particular conversation, the other thing that'll drive you nuts, and this may be a whole nother podcast, is for those of you out there who don't not want to receive the information because you're sensitive or anything else, but because you already know everything. And that is mm. the other person who is going to, you know, really struggle to grow is the person who just knows everything. Like you ever run to that person, like you say anything and they know more about it than you. They know, you know what uh -huh. I mean? You're not even trying to go there with them, but it's just uh -huh. like, you could be like, yo, you know, it was outside, my grass was you know, wasn't, wasn't growing the way it should because it ain't been raining. They're like, well, actually, if you, you know, if you put your sprinkler on, it's like, dog, you just, you just doing too much. Like, that person right there probably drive me more crazy than anybody is Mr. Me Too and Mr. Know-it-all. And so, e, any advice for the people? And I guess, you know, just because, for real, one of our superpowers is just the fact that we didn't know nothing, and we were perfectly fine with the fact that we didn't know nothing, and we tried to do everything we could to try to figure it out. And so we became very coachable and teachable, and I, I really realized that most people are not coachable. Like, I watched y'all watch Jamal and his keynote from mm. the time he started to uh, what he did in San Francisco, right? Uh, and Maul, like, I'm talking about y'all, if you would've saw his keynote in San Francisco, it was insane. And his growth has been so crazy. And we were talking about it the other day. And I was just like, yo, you're coachable. Like, Maul literally, like, applied mm. everything I said to apply. He, like, he can apply it. And he could put it right in there. And boom, his keynote went to another level because of it. But so many people are just not coachable. And he was like, shoot, you got to think. He was like, I was a, a football captain. I was captain of the team. Like, coach gave the directions. And it was my job to go implement it. So I'm used mm. to that. And so many people I really feel like are not coachable, not because they don't want to hear the information like we talked about the other people, but because they already have all the information they think they need, and that person struggles to grow too. So I don't know if anybody else got that Yeah, well, pick. So, so, so again, guys, I might be going too deep, but I want to help somebody out there that's listening. You, you know, you, you, you feel like you got to have home court advantage, and I, 
I promise you, I do get it. I do understand it. You know, um, let me just let me just be you know transparent with you know my situation. You know, you feel like sometimes, like my like if, if my wife had her way, you know, and we talked about this last night because she was just like, yo, I'm antisocial. You know what I'm saying? She's like, I'm at a point where I just want to be with you or I want to be with my kids. Like, I don't know what's happening to me. Do I need, I need to take medicine? So you, you, we're married on two different extremes. You got one person that is an only child. Like, she did not grow up with siblings. She grew up with just her and her mom in the crib by themselves. You know what I'm saying? Of course, she got cousins. She's very close to her cousins. But outside of that, Didi don't necessarily have, like, high school, you know what I'm saying? Like they got tattoos and they was in a little fraternity, a little gang. Diddy don't have that. So you're looking at extreme of somebody who is totally antisocial. You look at somebody like me who is, I'm talking anti, about- Anti-antisocial. Anti, I'm talking about anti-anti, right? So what happens if you're not careful and listen to me, I know people why you, why you struggle. What happens is if you listen to people too much, you're going to be something you don't, that you don't want to be. You feel me? You run that risk of- Okay, you make your wife happy, but you not happy. Or your my wife is like, um, okay, E, uh, like Didi will come to events with me and she'll do her thing, but that ain't her thing, you know. So it's like you trying to find that balance of yes, I want to take information from this person, I want to take information from this person, and I want to take information from this person, but at what, but at what cost that I'm not even me no more? You feel me? So a lot of you, that's what you want. But here's what I can tell you. Like, yo, you could take information without, you could take it without like taking it personal or taking all of it. Just because somebody tell you something, it doesn't mean that you have to do exactly what they tell you to do. You know, like you can really listen to what they're saying and say, oh, okay, you saying I should invest in stock extent. Like, yo, you ain't got to necessarily do the stock market because they doing the stock market. But what you don't want to miss is the opportunity to understand the importance of investing. Mm -hmm. Like you keep your money in the bank, it ain't gonna do nothing for you. So for you, because you're so scared, like okay, this person tell me this, this person tell me this, this person tell me this, this person tell me this. Like at some point, all this information, I'm not even gonna know who I am. You you could take the information, sit down with the information, and I can go. You know what, Didi is right. I could be on the phone all doggone day. It don't stop. I could be on the phone ministering to people every single day. And if I lose my wife, they not going to trip. But at the same time, I don't necessarily want to be in the house. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just chilling. Like when we went to the cruise, of course, Diddy wasn't feeling no cruise. Bro, you got people all on the boat. You're going to walk. People going to see you. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so we had to sit down just as a couple and say, all right, let's compromise. All right, we're going to do dinner in the, in the room so that the two of us can talk without being disturbed. But then we're going to do lunch on the Lido deck, and then we'll, you, you know what I'm saying? So I do know that some of you, you're not strong enough that when you get information, you feel bullied, you feel like people just bombarding you, and so you want to act like, look, I don't, I don't, don't tell me nothing, I don't need to know nothing, and, and I feel you, but I am saying the beauty of when you are with a multitude of people who have counsel, it don't mean that you have to do everything they're telling you to do, but you need the counsel, and then you take the counsel and you use it how it's going to best fit you. But that whole, like C said, that whole, you know, you just know everything and you don't want to be told nothing. Yeah, you, you, there's a way to protect yourself. Still getting the information, but still being able to protect yourself. All righty. Um, See, I had something real quick, though. Oh, go for I, it. Real quick. I had... I, so I, I was talking to somebody a couple weeks ago, man, and they were going through some stuff in their marriage. 
And they said to me in frustration, E, I've done everything I could do. Mm. You know, and I, I just want to, I really do want to speak to that person. And maybe you have. Like I said, I ain't judging nobody. Like, I'm not in your life. I can't tell you that you shouldn't keep trying. Like, pull the quarterback. You've done everything. Again. But I do want you to be careful. I, I want you to get to a point when you feel like you've done everything you could possibly do. I want you to reach out to somebody. Because the only challenge I had with this individual is that they told me they did everything they could do, but you never called me. Like, we never had no conversation. You never talked to nobody. You kind of just got to a place in yourself where you was frustrated and was like, I did everything I could do and you threw your hands up, right? So I want to I wanna caution you because I think sometimes the answer to your the solution, to your challenge is on the other side of one more cracks at I done everything I could possibly do. Like, I really believe that. I think you like one or two more cracks at it and then boom, because I feel like if you put 95% into something and it didn't change, you probably don't want to quit because you've invested too much, right? So I'm going to give you all a real practical situation. So one of the things that I've noticed, like Didi said, like, yo, you're a flamingo and you you don't want to over, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to overcommit, you know what I'm saying? And then you can't do what you said you're going to do because then that's going to make you look bad. And, and the way your character is set up, you actually... You, you actually shine based on your credibility. Like, that's the kind of life you have, the, your, your credibility. She's like, some people, they don't got to have no credibility. They can sleep around. They can, they can do whatever. Like, that, they, they profession doesn't require them to have credibility. Yours does. So you got to be cautious about, you know, whatever. So I made a couple commitments. I told some people I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, right? And I was just like, okay, E, how, how do you do this? Because they hit me up. It was like, yo, I'm ready to talk. And I'm like, unfortunately... Sometimes when you're ready to talk, I'm on a podcast, I'm on a flight, I'm on a whatever. And I had got to that point where it was like, I felt my wife, like, look, just don't say you could do it. And I was like, yo, that's easy for you to say. You feel me? Like, that's easy for you to say. Like, you don't necessarily have to meet the needs of 20 people a day. That's not your swag. You feel me? But that's what God put me on this earth to do. And there, I remember when I was young in the game and I might've had a Dennis Kimbrough speak life into me, or I might've had a Joseph Lowry speak life into me. That changed my life. So I was like, yo, there are kids out here or people out here. They just need that energy from me. And then they're going to take off. And so, but I was like, yo, my girl, right. Like it's only like, I, it's only 24 hours in a day. I can't necessarily get to you when you get... And so somebody hit me today and I was like, okay, E, you can fix this. Like, think it through. If you can't do it, just say you can't do it, but think it through. And then it hit me like, yo, my new thing now is the voice memo. It's like, yo, do me a favor. I can't necessarily be there when you call, but go ahead and put whatever your challenge or your concern is, put it on voice memo. You shoot me the voice memo and I promise you, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you two hours from now, but like sometimes when I'm on a plane, that, bro, I'm on a plane for four hours. And I, I can't talk on the phone, but that's some real good time. Why did he watching a movie? I can answer. So I told that person, like, yo, give me a voice memo and I'll give you a voice memo back. Now, me and you talking, I may not be able to do that. And, and sometimes even when we on the phone talking, people wasting time. You know what I'm saying? But just give me your voice memo. Tell me what you want. I think we had one young lady me and Carl was working with who was having some challenges. And I promise you, we voice memo that way through. You know what I'm saying? She sent me something. This is what I'm going through here, the challenge that I'm having. You know, and then I sent her something. Then she sent me something and I sent her something and we good now. So I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to show y'all a practical example in my life where it's like, nope, I can't necessarily talk on the phone. 
you know, because my girl like, yo, we together right now, like our time. But I'm like on the plane, she watching a movie. I can easily just hit a quick voice, whatever, get off the plane, send that to you, go back and forth. So for those of you out there who feel like, yo, I'm frustrated, I've done everything I could possibly do. I'm just saying, don't waste all... How many months have you been trying? Like, how many cracks have you taken? Like, if I was you, I just wouldn't get, like, let the person who just quit, quit. But you didn't put 85% of the work in and you only got 15% left? I, I just wouldn't throw the towel in like that and, and waste all of that equity, all that sweat equity, all that time, all that energy. If I were you, I'd pick up the phone and call somebody and I would find a way to say, no, this ain't it. This ain't, it ain't over. Like, I'm not going to settle for, I did everything I could possibly do and I can't do no more. I, I wouldn't, uh, yeah, I wouldn't let it end like that. We got to have a talk about your voice memos, though, E. They, uh, we, they, they, they are better than the text, I must admit, <laughs> for two things. One, stop telling me who you are on your voice text. All right? I know it's you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's like, C, what up? It's E.T. Like, like, I want all clarity. I'm well I want aware no of who it is. I want all clarity. I and want now, you to be like, I thought that was text. Carl. Yeah, I, I thought that was, because Diddy will say Carl. He just jumped straight into the conversation. Oh, no, he didn't say who it was. <laughs> so we're going to go all the way with it. Here's the thing. Uh, then you leave like four minutes and like if somebody call or click in, I don't think it's a way to go back to where you were in the message. Oh, no, you so gotta I got to try to listen to it from yeah. the top. So then, like, <laughs> I got to go all the way back. Like, you leave an eight-minute message. I get six and a half minutes in, and I get to the punchline. <laughs> Somebody call my phone. I go back. I can't just skip. Like, it's no skip. So, That's an Apple problem. Hey, <laughs> y'all gonna have to call Apple for that one. That ain't on me. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Oh, Apple, man. do you hear your boy CJ crying out? Apple. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Organifi, shout out to them, man, for being our sponsor today. You guys know the drill. Organifi is the superfood green juice powder that we all been rocking. They also got the red juice, the gold, the gold, the turmeric is crazy, right? If you have trouble sleeping and need that kind of relaxation at the end of the night, go ahead with that gold, man, that turmeric in there and uh, all the yeah, other is great real. ingredients. It puts you to sleep. He likes to drink that one warm. Okay, yeah. it's got like a little, what is it? It kind of tastes like a sweet potato yeah, pie yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's like got a, a really, vanilla. You know what yeah, milk eat? Yeah. We just, no, no milk, no milk, no milk. Oh, we just, no. just don't still water? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know he's still vegan-ish, Carl. You can't be, <laughs> You can man, do yeah. eggs, but no milk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's vegan-ish. <laughs> I just don't do milk, bro. Milk is disgusting to me. Oh, I don't know. disgusting. Yeah, I can't I stand milk. They, and yeah. milk can't stand me either. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's a hate-hate relationship. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, no, shout out to Organifi, man, for sponsoring the podcast, man. Uh, they have been incredible with us, man. And listen, man, do something good for yourself. And we got so many people, man, who are on the Organifi wave with us. Shout out to our BU family who uh, are definitely on the Organifi wave heavy. Pops back on the Organifi, killing it. And um, you should be too, man. So go to Organifi.com, N-I-F-I.com. Use the promo code SUCCESS. Get 20% off your first order. All right, try it out on us and get that uh, that that first order in and, and go to work, man. Get your, get yourself healthy and um, take yourself to that next level very easily. Take you seven seconds to get all of those greens in one uh, simple container. So uh, real quick, man, we had a, uh, I'd say, an eventful... I mean, no, before we do that, let me say shout out to my man, the six-man... Jordan, 
for sending oh, me some. Out. Oh, my man. Hey, I got it. I got a shoe insider. Uh, shout out to my man Jordan and BU um, for sending me some LeBrons. I got some uh, some all white LeBrons. I think they're the soldiers. And I want to uh, shout out Jordan for that, man. And uh, I really do appreciate the it. The six you know what I'm man. Saying? Nobody, hey, nobody ever remembers the two man, but Jordan remembered it. So, uh, let me, well, he's a six fact, man. Let me give a, a, he's a six TV man. To find, can we find his Instagram? I want to be able to give his. Um, That's it. The six man. Oh, okay. The six man. So, oh, it's this, yeah. the underscore yeah, six underscore man six underscore. Man. Yeah. Yeah. The underscore six man underscore. So. Um, does he, I think he's got the plug on the sneakers. So uh, if you want some sneaks, go ahead and check them out. I'll post a pic of the LeBrons uh, later on the S2S podcast page. Make sure you go follow us there. But shout out to Jordan. And then also, man, we had, uh, I guess, what many are calling one of the most legendary podcasts in the world last week because <laughs> of uh, what, you know, what took place on the plane. So <laughs> I was sent a bunch of, Comments from Instagram, Facebook, etc. So I wanted to read a couple of them just to see. You know what I'm saying? Was ET fair file for ripping the ball away? All right, we're, we're starting to make this podcast interactive, and you guys responded in a major way, probably with the most traction we've ever seen from a, a post. So we wanted to bring some of that back. All right, so we got mostly fair saying he was fair for ripping the ball away. And uh, so I just wanted to read a couple of those. Somebody said, fair all day. I would have definitely stuffed that lady in the overhead compartment like a carry-on. <laughs> Somebody said, fair. He definitely wanted the ball as bad as he wanted to breathe. Mm. <laughs> somebody said, oh, somebody said, foul. Somebody said, in her defense, E, you do have to pass the rock to the corner. She was open. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. You know what I'm saying? She like you ball hogging. Oh, uh, let's see. Somebody said, E, that was foul. You could have just threw, uh, you could have just hit her with a crossover. You ain't had to throw her down. <laughs> uh, somebody said, as the saying goes, you can take the doctor out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the doctor. <laughs> out the doctor. Uh, Somebody said, where was E.T.'s insider? Uh, he was actually on vacation in the Dominican Republic and mm. he's first time flying without an insider. <laughs> you see you see why he needs an insider now. Uh, there it is. Um, let me see. Is there anything else? Da, 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 da. They said, somebody said, boy, they don't treat those De Delta Diamond medallion members the way they used to. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Um, all right. Uh, real quick, fair file. I thought I'd throw this out there. You know what I'm saying? Just for... Just to see where we at, because it involves a family member. Um, so of course we had a you know a barbecue over here. So you know how it is. You just got trash for that. I don't know what it is about trash, but like whether we're here for two days or a hundred straight days, the trash is full to the max every time. So anyway, we ran out of trash bags, and Jalen was over here, and um, I had him go to the store. We needed some salt, or uh, and we needed uh, trash bags. So I was like, book. And he saw trash bags. So I had the empty trash bag thing right there. And he was like, which ones? I was like, the tall kitchen. You know what I mean? You want to make sure you get the tall kitchen. And you know me, I had the glad boys. You know what I'm saying? I held them up. I'm like, yo, need these and these. He's like, all right, bet. I'm like, here, let me give you some money. He's like, don't worry about it, unk. I got it. So he came back. And I, I'm very particular about my trash bag. Mind you, Jalen been living with us for about 
two years now. He been at the house every day for a while. Now, not as much at the new house with Lil' Father, but he knows the deal. So he goes and uses his own money, which I, I applaud him for, but he brings me back the great value mm. trash bags, fair file that the hip hop preacher junior is bringing me back the trash bags where you throw one paper towel roll in there and pick it up and it fall right through the bottom. Fair mm, file. I know all about that. Rondell used to do that. I had to tell Rondell to stop buying me stuff because he. what I realized was <laughs> Rondell had to buy with his budget. You right. feel me? So he, he buy me from stuff. His paradigm. Yeah, he he he, he buy me stuff from his budget. That's why he I say it's foul because I, I offered to give yeah. him some loot. Like here, let me mm, give you the little ten dollars. Yeah. Well, he, no, he thought he was it. doing something though. He thought, you know what I'm saying? It was like he felt like, yo, here go my opportunity to do something. You know what I'm saying? And I feel it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's fair, but I'm just saying I feel it. He like, man, I finally can do something. You know what I'm saying? I can get these. I can afford these. But yeah, 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 yeah. Still not. Yeah, Rondell does me like that. I'm like, Rondell, why did you buy me them cheap? Uh, I've had some like chandeliers or like, you know, covers for my lights in the kitchen. And them jokers was, I'm talking about, I'm like, this is the cheapest thing Lowe's got. But I'm like, yo, that's his budget. He ain't about, he ain't about, to, he ain't about to cash out. I left him too, though, see, because I didn't want him to feel bad. So I left, the, I, I left him up there for years. Hey, I just thought, I just thought the hip-hop preacher junior probably would have known better than to bring oh, no. me the great values. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. I don't oh, know, but oh, apparently no. not. So uh -uh. Um, somebody said, all right, let's go to Ask E.T. real quick. Somebody said, E.T., what was the first thing? This was from Black Bear Grills. Oh, okay. Uh, what was the first thing you realized you had to sacrifice in order to be successful, and how long did it take for you to wean yourself away? Oh, so he's talking about a thing? Yeah, like what did you have to give up, I guess, or what did you have to sacrifice? I think, like, more me, it was it like my character stuff. You know, like, you know, procrastinating. You know, I was a procrastinator half doing stuff, you know what I'm saying? And I used to, I think the problem with me too is I would half do something, but because I did it, I thought I was doing something. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I might put 70% into it and I'm thinking, shoot, at least I put 70 and I start realizing like, if you're not going to do it right, it don't even make sense to do it, you know, because 70% is like not doing it, if that makes sense. So those are the first two things for me, just procrastinating. Like one day I might be on fire on Monday, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, I ain't do jack. Then Thursday, I'd study again. So I just realized like that was the biggest thing to me was like this whole concept of like going all in. Like you got to go all in or don't do it at all. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think that was the first one for me. All right. Somebody said, E.T., what is your morning ritual? I think we covered that quite a bit. Oh, yeah, we covered that down, every, I think, quickly. every podcast. Yeah, um, that's an old podcast. See, they just need to listen to an old podcast. <laughs> um, somebody said this was a weird question. Serena is dope and is the goat, but is Venus average? I mean, I don't understand how she could be, how she could be when they were trained by the same father. Venus is far right. from average, my man. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, she probably would be the they best. They were going head to head. Yeah, she probably would be the best if it wasn't for yeah. right. Serena. It's 20 right. years, bro, and they're still dominating. They're still right. meeting each other. Like, which other, like, uh, sister, sibling, you know, that meeting each other in the doggone semifinals and, every and year. And they, they won yeah. Carl the doubles, though. And, they right. won the doubles yeah, for, nah. yeah. yeah, 15 years in a row. Somebody said, Mr. S4G said, when's the time CJ had to show his gorilla with E.T.? 
Oh, every other day. <laughs> I'm like, what? Was that a trick question? All the trick question. E, have you ever considered collaborating with Eminem? Uh, no, I've never considered collaborating with Eminem. Uh, I don't really do the collaborations. That's CJ. So I just try to stay. I just try to stay fired up so he can. You know what I'm saying? He can keep me on the squad. So I'm not. I don't do. <laughs> I don't do the collaboration stuff. Uh, I know you guys have worked with some major companies, universities, or any other organizations you want to work with that you haven't had a chance to yet. I would say Chick Fil A, but we just started a relationship with Chick Fil A, so uh, that's that's that. I've always wanted to work with Chick Fil A. Hey, we got to do something with Delta. We just been I'm talking about we with uh, Delta I gave so that up, long. Oh, uh, for real? I gave that up. Yeah, we've been with Delta <laughs> so long. It's just yeah. like man, like it just feel like it would be a perfect. Delta better match. hurry up and come up off the uh, the relationship and show us some love because yeah, we've been we've been we've been born into Delta for quite some time. About years you now. Know what I'm yeah. I'm about to start doing Southwest Airlines. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Um, somebody, uh, this uh, D1 Legacy said, how do I improve my work? I want to go 120 and not just settle for 80%. Um, how is, how, what's the keys to identifying how my millennial definition of hard work might be negatively affecting my success? I think he's referring to the, the Millennial episode we had where we dogged out the millennials and they thought <laughs> eighty was one twenty. Right, right, right. I guess I mean I guess that's it. Here's my deal. If you're a millennial, there's nothing wrong with you know what I'm saying what you do. But let's just say if you work for a baby boom or a generation Xer, like you can't you you can't make the baby you can't make um, millennial work or how you do what you do. The end, end and be all. Like you really do have to f find out well, what does work mean to a baby boomer if that's my boss, or what does work mean to a generation, you know, X. And I think what baby, what millennials do wrong is that they live in their own reality as if there's no other reality. And so to them, because they feel like they're doing X, Y, and Z, they, their reality is real to them. But you, you, you work in the context of other people, and you need to find out when you're dealing with them what success looks like as well. And then use that to measure, you know what I'm saying, your 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 growth or whatever. So nothing against millennials, but you, you, you're not the only person or you're not the only group in the earth by yourself. Hey Amen. That's all I got. Um what's uh oh, what what what's the what's the rest of the week look like for y'all, man? Talk to the people. Well, we got I got Syracuse tomorrow. And then we got, shoot, Philly, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Oh, yeah, yeah that's so, exciting. Yeah, that's this weekend, yeah. We got that's the live week. podcast, right? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, the next podcast is live, yeah. Oh, I'm talking about, oh, yes. Now I'm coming with the whole fam, too, so I'm excited about that. Well, uh, the whole squad will be in the building. And the a live podcast is what, Friday night, Carl, right? Yes, sir. Yep. And then the pop-up shop is what all day before that. Yeah, uh, it's four to six. It's actually just two hours. So y'all, I think they schedule it right around the time y'all can get off work if you're working. Get up there. So four to six. Get it. Have some fun. Come check the podcast out. Do we have an address to that? Can we find the address to that and, and say it? Because I know a lot of our podcast folks may not have an address. Um, 40, e, yep, what I are we talking here. about on the podcast Hold up, Friday? Hold on. Hey, oh, I, got I don't know. It's, it's live. It's new. I don't know. Maybe we just do a bunch of questions or something since it's live. Uh, hey, 4141 Ridge Avenue. That's the address to the pop-up shop. Ridge Avenue? 
Yep, Ridge Avenue. Okay, so if y'all in Philly or anywhere around there, man, you want to come. Is that the pop-up shop and the podcast, right? Yes, sir. Come check us out, man, the podcast. We're going to start doing live versions of these. Shout out to uh, QDZ and Lamont out there in Philly, uh, our our crew. Um, matter of fact, E, when do you get in? Because Q want, wanted you to get on the radio show Friday morning. On Friday so. morning. What time? Like late Friday, like 11-ish, you know. Oh, late, late morning, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe you missed the radio show. But shout out to Q yeah. and Lamont um, and everybody out there in Philly rocking with us, man. You want to come out and see the live podcast? Come check us out. And uh, what else we got going on? E, tell us about BU, what you got going on with BU. You cooking up some new stuff right now, man. How is, uh, how's the program been? Oh, yeah, program is fire. We're doing coaching with ET on Sundays. I'm hearing a lot of people saying they're liking the changing of the new format. And then I've got a course that's coming out the first week of... Um, the new year, January uh, 1st. So guys, look forward to that, where I'm just going to be really taking a little bit more time to break some concepts down. Of course, you hear the mixtapes, you hear the YouTube series, you hear TGIM, things of that nature. Um, and even with some of the old BU stuff, I was behind the green screen, but now I'm getting back in the classroom and um, you know, getting back to my first love. Right, exactly. Um, Carl, tell us about the new courses and, and the stuff you got going on. I know we're getting close to launching some challenges and some other yes, stuff. Yes, sir. Uh, yep, we'll sneak it out now. People are already asking in view, like, when are we doing the are we doing the hundred day challenge again? Yep, so we're doing it this year, guys. We'll start on September twenty fourth, I believe is the date. And the reason we're choosing September 24th is that's exactly 100 days before the start of 2019. And we want you to go into 2019 with momentum. We don't want you to start off the year trying to figure it out. You know, everybody going to the year, you know, eating terrible and all that. And now you got to make all these New Year's resolutions. No, no, you're going into the year with your resolutions. We're going to be doing 100 days straight of... Um, I'm talking about we got we added branding to it this year. We did a couple different themes oh, no last doubt. year, but we we added branding. We got CJ gonna be dropping some content. Josh gonna be doing some of the business content. Hey, we are having the one and only Inky Johnson join ET on the personal development side of stuff. So they'll be giving you content. Oh, I'm telling y'all, we coming with it. Then we, hey, he talked about just not being the same. We did it last year, you know, that was our first mm -hmm. year. We kind of got a nice flow with it, but this year we want to do it better. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna lead this one. I'm, I'm not gonna name drop much more. Just know stuff is coming. Jamal gonna be dropping some content. So uh -oh. all y'all that heard us talk about, you know what I'm saying, all the real estate and investing, we got Jamal and Rob gonna be working on the finance and investing side. So y'all definitely look out for it. We'll start, it'll be a week that you can register. The 16th to the 23rd is the, when we'll open it up for registration and then we'll literally start the 100 days on the 24th. So y'all stand by for that one. You do not, I'm telling you right now, 100 days straight, you do not wanna miss this. It'll be content that you do not. We just talked about all the information it's coming to you in the way that you need it from the people that you need it. You ain't got mm. no excuses after this. You're getting everything that you need to make them changes, man. So 2019 about to be, if you thought 2018 was something, we about to run into 2019. Like I'm talking about busting it open. So yeah, look out for that, y'all. And also New York, December 2nd. Um, right? That's New York? Yeah. No. <laughs> we, only had, we still don't have that on the site yet. Wow. Yeah, good, getting a lot of um, requests for the speaker training program, Game Changers. You want to join us in Game Changers? We have another uh, meetup coming soon, so do that ASAP. If you want to learn how to become a professional speaker and get paid to become a professional speaker, 
Uh, our next meetup, I believe, is September 22nd, so maybe like three weeks from now. So let us know if you want to get involved in that. We would love to have you. Other than that, uh, Phenomenal Life Jamaica. We still have some tickets available for that, man. Looking forward to seeing you guys in Jamaica and hanging out with the crew, doing some live podcasts, having some fun growing and uh, doing the doing the, the the midnight basement twerk with Carl. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it. Uh, Carl, give us the... <laughs> The midnight love twerk. Um, that's it for me, I believe. Anything I'm missing? No, that's it. E, anything you want to bless us with before the, the nugget of the day? Yeah, ready to get that nugget of the day in, All man. right, listen, um, man, go to iTunes, leave us the review, and, um, yeah, let us keep climbing these charts with y'all. And, uh, yeah, that's it for me. I appreciate y'all for listening. E, go on, take us out of here with that nugget of the day. Hey, man, let me tell y'all, for real, it's a lot of problems, right? A lot of challenges that you feel like you're facing and, you know, you, you know, it's just frustrating you. But here, here's the deal. You got two options. You can whine and cry about it. And what you're actually doing when you do that is you are depleting yourself of the energy and the strength that you need to come up with an amazing solution for it that's going to take you to the next level. You know what I'm saying? So I'm being real. There are some amazing solutions. And that's why we get on this uh, podcast every single week. Like, we're not getting on here to hear ourselves talk. And, and you can compare us to some of the other podcasts. Like, you know what our intent is. You know what we're trying to do. So I'm telling you, if you're listening, you can continue to say, well, this ain't right and this ain't right. But every time you do it, all you're doing is taking the resources that you could be using uh, whether it be human resources, whether it be, you know, solutions and strategies and skills to actually live that life you want to live or or you can complain and just, you know, be on that hamster wheel of life and going in circles. So really, at the end of the day, no human is greater than the other. All men are created equal. You have the power. You really do to live your best life. Right. So, again, remember, don't sabotage yourself. You feel me? Don't sabotage yourself. Don't sabotage your future. Don't sabotage your best life. Find a solution for it. I promise you there's one. I promise you there's one. Find a solution, use the solution, and get on the other side of the challenges that you're facing, man. Appreciate that negative day, man. Love y'all. We'll see you next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul.